Hello, and welcome back to From A to Xenon. It is April 18th, and we are here today on the 40th anniversary of the Disney Channel. I'm Jahan Madani. Uh, oh, a whole first name, last name? Listen, things are different now that I'm 30. I know myself. I have an identity. Ah! Uh, your co-host, your favorite co-host turned 30 last Thursday. We were living it up. <laughs> it was so exciting. Uh, I guess since we're doing first name, last name, I am Avery Suber. Welcome to the pod. Happy 40th anniversary, Disney Channel. I just got really excited. I don't know. <laughs> things got out of hand. Things got away from me. But I anyway... <laughs> We're here to talk about a DCOM, a 2006 DCOM, which means, you know, it's from mm-hmm. our height of DCOM watching, ages 13. Of course, we are going to be watching, uh, watching, we are going to be talking about Cowbells starring our girls, Allie and AJ Michalka. Am I seeing them in concert in four days? Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we did this purposely, y'all. We're very intentional. We did this because Jahan is once again on assignment to go to another concert and she's going to go see Allie and AJ in New York. So this is why we picked Cowbells. <laughs> Absolutely it is. And um, maybe we'll release a mini episode just of me talking about Allie and AJ's concert. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe we'll do a little field. Yes, yes. Report back to us. It will not be the first time I've seen them in concert. It's the third or fourth. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, you're true devoted. I've only seen them once. I can't believe this is your third or fourth time. Once I got tickets to, they, they had two shows in New York and one was a super small show and one was a super, one was a normal size show. And I was in the super small show with the, with the real heads. <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, I love their new music. I have not listened to the most recent album. So that's what I'm doing for the next four days. Oh, okay. Okay. You'll be That's prepared. all I've got coming up. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk cowbells. Let's do it. I wish we had a little cowbell to start us off. Adam, we're ringing cowbells. (laughs) Thank you, Adam. That cowbell sounds great. I gotta have more cowbell, baby. (laughs) Okay. Welcome to River City. State unknown. But River City. (laughs) Somewhere with farms. Yes. My brain automatically went to, like, River City, like, from Music Man. But that's not... Iowa, River City, Iowa, maybe. I don't know. Mm. But River City, state unknown. Welcome to the quiet and idyllic town where people are walking down the street, mowing their lawns, living their everyday life. But our girl, or one of our girls, who we find out later whose name is Taylor, I'll just Mm -hmm. do it now for for time's Mm -hmm. sake, um, is taking a driver's test. And our girl taking her driving test, really excited. Uh, she's pretty focused. I think she's a pretty good driver, but she starts to turn on the radio and the evaluator immediately turns it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to describe also what our girl Taylor is wearing because it is <laughs> peak 2000s fashion. <laughs> we have a scarf. We have a hat. We have all these accessories. Like it very much gave me uh, stuck in the suburbs by- vibes. Ooh. Remember when like Brenda Song, like when we first get introduced to her character, her hair flip and she has all those accessories. Like that's what it was giving for me. Almost every outfit is giving Ashley Tisdale on a red carpet. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. 
Perfect description. This is why you are an in-house fashionista. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're really going full 2006. <laughs> full court press. Those those blouses, they're tight and they're a little too long. And there's some ruffles oh. you aren't expecting. Yes! Uh, but... Our, our girl's accessorized, taking her driver's test. She gets distracted by the evaluator's eyes. She says that he has very pretty eyes. He's an old man. Yes. And we pass by uh, a dairy factory. And she's like, oh, there goes dad's factory. Like, daddy's the best. Uh, and immediately, you already know what type of girl she is. Like, mm-hmm. from that line alone, a girl who's accessorized, a girl whose daddy owns a factory, like, they pretty much tell you from the beginning what we're working with here. <laughs> yes. And then her phone starts to ring and the instructor is like, absolutely not. Um, maybe they didn't have phone and driving laws like we do today, but uh, she was considering it during her driving test, which feels bold. But I'll give it to her. She does pull over to take the call. I'll give she, my girl. She does, but he, he tells her to get back on the road or he will fail her. So she makes him take the call. And uh, uh, it turns out, you know, her sister, Courtney, played by AJ, is uh, shopping for a dress for her big cotillion dance. Mm -hmm. However, there's one little itsy bitsy problem, which is that it's orange. And we're all like, ah, what? So it's orange. So buy it. So buy it. Whatever. Turns out (laughs) to avoid fighting, the sisters split up colors every year. And orange is one of Taylor's colors this year, which I did think was very, just a very funny detail. She was like, no, but she said we split colors. Didn't she say we also split celebrities? Yes. So there's nothing to fight about. And I was like, oh, this is like me and Jahan. When Jahan said she would take Zac Efron and I would take David Henri. I want to be clear that I was the winner in that situation. I, I mean, took the superstar and you took the brother from Wizards of Waverly Place. He was cute, okay? Listen... One of them's married with kids now, and the other one, listen, he might be in a relationship, but he is not wed. Zach, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. I am uh, going to say a lot about how in love with Ali Michelka I am throughout the length of this episode. I can tell you that already. Okay. So it's interesting okay. for me to <laughs> still be trying to make things happen with Zach and <laughs> But, you know, old habits die hard. <laughs> I, you, I don't know how to quit him. You don't know how to quit him. <laughs> I just can't quit him. All right. So, so um, yes, they split up celebrities. They split up colors. But, you know, Taylor is if is still kind of a good sister. She's like, she tell, she's telling the driving instructor, but, you know, I can let her have this dress. It's her day. I already had my cotillion. It's going to be wonderful. All about her. Um, and she finishes the test and drives pretty well. Um and then the instru- she's like, so tell me, did I pass? And he's like, while you drove, like, perfectly fine. Like, she was, like, actually an impressive driver. You are very easily distracted, and I'm going to have to fail you. And she's, this is really the clincher where you're like, oh, she always gets what she wants. Which he honestly says, but she's like, well, if you don't pass me, I'm going to be back here time after time after time. And each time I'm going to request you as my instructor you as my test, uh, like the person giving me the test and I'll just be back here again and again. And she's just like threatening to annoy him for the rest of his life if he doesn't pass her. So he passes her, which is, I think, how the Callum sisters work, right? They 
especially Taylor. Taylor is like equally privileged, but also very smart about her privilege and wielding it. Um, Can we also talk about after that phone call and and Taylor gives Courtney permission to buy that orange dress? How much is the orange dress? Oh, well, you know, it's actually kind of within Courtney's budget. Oh, it's a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars, y'all. Listen, who amongst us? Just kidding. I've never spent that much money. on. I love clothes. I love to spend money on clothes. A thousand dollars on a single garment that you're not getting married in? What? Cut it. (laughs) Um, We now go to hang out with the dad. His partner in the dairy business, Bob, has bought him his, you know, they're celebrating 20 years in business together. So exciting. The dad has gotten Bob a beautiful framed picture of them. And Bob said, well, I wanted to get you something, too. How long have you been talking about getting back to your hobby? What's the hobby, Shahan? I'm so glad you asked, Avery. It's butterfly spotting and... He's been meaning to get back to it since before the girls were born, but he's never gotten around to it. And as a result, his list has always had one extremely rare butterfly that can only be spotted in Ecuador at the end of the rainy season that he's never seen. (laughs) Luckily, Bob got him some tickets to Ecuador. (laughs) Um, We hear mentioned really quickly that he's like, you know, you deserve this. Even if I am still annoyed with you about that Ketchum deal, I know you like slow and steady, though. So anyway, lots going on here. But Dad is possibly heading to Ecuador, except, you know, it is also the weekend of his daughter's cotillion. Can he really miss that? Yes. (laughs) That's what he says. Well, Bob even says he was like, ugh, like, she probably won't even care that you're gone. Like, just go on the trip. I always trust my coworker Bob. To know how my daughter's going to feel about a decision. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> They're sen- sending him off. So we're starting to see more and more that the sisters have a really bad relationship with money. Because just then, they see a car pulling up, um, Bob and the dad. Um, and it's a car with like a giant sign on the side that's like, she passed or something like that. Um, and their dad's like, what's going on? Where is Corinne? Corinne is the housekeeper and like chef Mm -hmm. and babysitter and general like caretaker and life runner of these girls and he's like where's Corinne and they're like oh well she we left her at the grocery store and gave her money for a cab so that I could come drive home sorry they left someone who works for them and for their family alone at a grocery store to take a cab with groceries so that they could do this sign and the sign was ordered before she passed the test or it technically cost $200, but, you know, she used her discount card. And this is something very fun that they have Taylor do, which is that she's able to, like, whenever she spends money, but she uses her discount card, she's able to immediately, like, calculate the actual cost. She's like, so it was only, like, 187 And the dad's like, and you think that's a good deal? <laughs> so they they just love to spend money. They don't think about other people, including someone who clearly takes care of them. The dad, you know, is able to push past the fact that they have treated someone he employs and cares about poorly because it's still, you know, a celebratory day. She's passed her driving test. Yeah. And dad, as a gift for Taylor, she gets 
her mom's old car, a classic. And Taylor's like, does that mean old? But this car <laughs> is a beautiful, like 1965, 1966 red Mustang convertible. Beautiful car. And I can I just say that mm-hmm. like, the 1960s convertibles was such a hot thing to get in the early 2000s as a teen girl. I'm thinking about our girl Mia Thermopolis from Princess Diaries. I'm thinking about our girl Sam from a Cinderella story. Like, you had to have a Mustang convertible. Like, oh, okay. It was the it thing of the 2000s. Um, but she gets this car, but it's a stick shift. It's not an automatic car. So somebody's going to have to teach her how to drive stick. And dad's like, you're not going to drive like the beautiful Mustang. You need like somebody else's car to practice on. (laughs) So whose car do they get, John? (laughs) I'm so glad you asked, Avery. It is certified hottie farm boy Jackson Mead. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, this is my second time watching this movie and still I forget that it's Tyler Lockwood from the Princess Diaries playing the farmer hottie Jackson. <laughs> from the Vampire Diaries. What did I say? Princess Diaries. Oop, I meant to say Vampire Diaries. Sorry. Because I was going to say, vampire. if that man had been in the Princess Diaries, I would have recognized his ass. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm in Vampire Diaries. It's Tyler Lockwood from the Vampire Diaries. I don't remember when I last saw this movie. I misremembered the male lead as the guy from Now You See Me. So when I saw this guy instead, I was like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) It was this dream, but I was not expecting to see. (laughs) Um, We're going to get more into him as a dreamboat later, a couple scenes from now, but I'll... Yes, we will. (laughs) A little little spoiler alert. (laughs) I'll just say, he's cute. We know it. Taylor knows it. I think Jackson even knows it. (laughs) Girl, Corinne knows it too. (laughs) But we'll get to that later. (laughs) So, um, so he's talking, he's complaining to his dad about how he doesn't want to teach this spoiled brat how to drive on his truck. And the dad's like, this man who buys milk for me has never asked me for a favor in any of the years he's been buying milk. He's our biggest Mm -hmm. buyer. And I bought you that truck to help me out. And that's what you'll be doing. And he was like, Taylor Callum is a spoiled, stuck up, condescending brat. And Taylor pops up behind him. And she's like, one, she looks very glam. I did think that. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, She's like, and she, to to be fair, he's not wrong. She's like, condescending, big word for a farm boy, which I thought was an incredible line. And her delivery of it, too, is, like, perfection, y'all. It's so funny. It's really, like, where I'm, like, right, Ali Michalka is really, really good at this. You know, it's that same thing. Like, I think AJ Michalka is also a great actor. But I do think it's that same thing where, like, with Demi and Selena, one's slightly better at acting, one's slightly better at singing. I think Mm -hmm. Ali's slightly better at acting. AJ's slightly better at singing. And Mm -hmm. I love them both. (laughs) Okay, okay. But anyway, you you start to see these early Ali comedic delivery moments uh and she kills it she she delivers the big word for a farm boy line and then like dramatically removes her sunglasses and it's all over for jahan madani i'm all in (laughs) um and she's like you're unkind judgmental and in desperate need of a long hot shower this boy by the way has been holding a piglet the whole time (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
And he's like, here, hold her and hands her the piglet. And then is surprised when the girl he thinks is spoiled screams and puts the piglet down. Would you be surprised by the consequences of your own actions in that instance? Ah! <laughs> but it's so funny because then he's like, why'd you do that? I was going to take her for her inoculation. <laughs> if it was so important, why'd you hand her to <laughs> I don't I'll help. That line happened and I was like, please, what were they up to in this script? I was going to take her for her inoculation. <laughs> He's a real farm boy. He is. He very rarely wears sleeves. His shirts are, uh, you know, like a, a plaid button down with the sleeves cut off, just so you know how dreamy he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I felt that mm-hmm, Avery. <laughs> so... They get to practicing on Jackson's truck. Taylor's having some trouble moving the gears. And Jackson is just like, oh, like she's just one of these girls who like glides through life. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually she gets gets the hang of it. Um, Jackson tells her to stop the truck because he needs to check on Martha, who's the pregnant cow that's due in a day. You know, uh, he tells her to stay in the truck. Wait, like I would this- just like to say he decides it's so urgent right now. Jackson, why is it so urgent? <laughs> <laughs> they were passing by, John. He was, we're passing the barn with Martha. <laughs> <laughs> so he tells Taylor to stay in the truck, but she doesn't. She I doesn't would like listen. to say he could give a little bit of reasoning. <laughs> he could in the same way he handed her the pig but didn't say why it was important he told her to stay in the truck and didn't say why it was important and it's not like being spoiled to expect context (laughs) but um yeah um i got a note for you jackson but luckily your smile is dreamy so you're okay stop this is too much we haven't even got to the juicy parts yet okay so they go and check on martha uh Taylor gets out of the car without putting on the parking brake. So the car goes straight into is this a pond? A lake? There a is pond. a pond, yeah. I don't know why. Oh yeah. <laughs> Go straight into a pond and we just see the car go sinking in the pond. Uh Taylor's like, I killed your truck. I'm a terrible person. And she's like, But my dad will pay for the repairs. And I will say Jackson handles this better than I thought he would. He's like I know it's not your fault because he has seen her actually try on this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we get to see dad reacting to being told he's going to pay $2,800 for this repair. An immediate spit take we get at the dining room table. But, you know, if you use my discount card, it'll only be like 24. I don't know. She says numbers that are accurate, but she is once again suggesting using her discount card on Writing a check for car repairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have no idea how money works. And that's what dad says, too. He was like, you girls think that money has... We have a money tree. We need to stop. And the girls, like, freeze in their tracks. Courtney says they might die. Like, <laughs> sh- money and shopping is their life. They're very dramatic about it, especially Courtney. Yes. I think the next scene, we see dad packing for his trip. He's sad that he'll be missing part of the party, but Courtney's like, it's okay. And, you know, Courtney promises to stick to the budget of (laughs) $25,000. And that's just for her part. We find Mm -hmm. out later 
that she is doing this with a group of girls and they're all pitching in like the same amount. What? I will say I just threw myself a very big 30th birthday last week or 10 days ago or whatever. You don't need $25,000 to throw a party. Absolutely not. Um, the next day, Corinne, the housekeeper, it's her day off. Mm-hmm. And so Courtney is struggling to use the can opener. Taylor's like, girl, you need to plug it in. Uh, <laughs> Taylor puts the soup on the, like she puts the soup in the pot and puts the pot on the stove and turns off the, turns on the stove. But the girls get a call from their friend Heather to say that there's a sale happening and the boots that Taylor has been looking for like arrived at the store and the girls are like, oh, we're so there. Somebody throws a towel right on top of the pot and we forgot to turn the pot of soup off. Yeah, I gotta say, this is obviously both their faults, but it's like Taylor started cooking the soup for her sister without notifying her but also should have turned the stove off once she realized they were leaving. I was so confused. I was like, Courtney doesn't know this is happening, but it's her soup. I, I don't need to get lost in the weeds, but I was. <laughs> um, and we see them We see them run out and then we see them coming back. I will say I stopped breathing here. I was like, their house is going to be burned to the ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, But we actually see them coming home. Taylor successfully driving stick, by the way. I forgot. That after one lesson, <laughs> the lesson stopped there in the back of my head. When I remember this movie, I remember learning to drive stick being like a consistent thing that's happening throughout the movie. I was like, yeah, she's learning to drive the car this whole movie. And it's about her becoming friends with this guy who, while she's struggling to switch gears. No, she learned. We never hear about other gears. Nope. <laughs> she, she learned to something clutch something first gear. That's all. <laughs> Loosen up on the clutch and now you go. That's all she learned, but she's incredible at driving stick now. And she yeah. drives that car right up to the house where they see there are firefighters. The stove area of the kitchen is scorched, blackened. Mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And the dad is furious. He doesn't know where he went wrong. The kitchen was their mother's favorite room. She created some of her most popular recipes in there. All we're going to learn about this mom is that she is beloved and apparently makes yogurt recipes. Correct. (laughs) Beloved, kind to others, dead. (laughs) That's all you need to know. Well, it is a decom. I didn't say she was dead, but I might as well have. (laughs) But don't forget, makes yogurt recipes. (laughs) Correct. Um, But yes, um, he's like, I've done nothing to teach y'all responsibility. And they're like, well, we always put our clothes in the hamper, which, you know, sometimes I don't do. So I do respect it. And he's like, I think we need to reach a little higher. They're like, OK, we can take out the trash. He's like, no, I already have a plan. I'm insisting you take a summer job. <gasps> and they laugh because they think he's joking. And he's like, you'll report to the dairy tomorrow. Um, Excuse me, Dad. Cotillion is next Saturday. And you think Courtney's just going to drop everything? She's got a party to plan. He doesn't care. They will be working seven to three. Seven. Seven to three. (laughs) (laughs) And they do say that's earlier than school. And she can party plan after. Um, And they're like, please don't do this. We won't spend anything or go anywhere. We'll become social rejects. He also says that he's going to take away their allowances and take away their credit cards. They're screwed. Yeah. Me? I couldn't do it. I mean, I never had an allowance, but I still couldn't do it. And he says, you're finally going to learn what it means to earn what you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next day, 
It's 5.30 a.m. The alarms go off and they ignore them, but it's okay because dad is in a vacation shirt and he is waking them up with a bugle. Um, the son is not up, but he gets them in the car to go to work. And he's like, remember, don't want you to forget where I'm headed to find this butterfly is so remote that there's no cell service. So you will not be able to reach me because I will be looking for that butterfly. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm gonna leave my two teenage girls who nearly burned down the kitchen. I mean, granted, they have Corinne, but I'm gonna leave them alone and not be in touch with them at all. Good I luck. promise you, Corinne is not paid enough for whatever <laughs> is expected of her. And also, like, butterfly of it all is killing me. <laughs> He's like, you guys got this. Your first day working ever. I really, there. I've got to go see a man about a butterfly. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, Avery, can you tell me what they're wearing to their first day working at a dairy factory? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, ladies, we got all the latest early 2000s fashion. I'm talking about like slide in pointed heels with like one of those like tiny like tiny heels um kitten heel? yeah kitten heel thank oh thank, i should have gone to the expert uh we are wearing we are wearing kitten heels we are wearing like is it are they wearing jeans mm-hmm. they're wearing jeans but wearing like jeans. both wearing jeans but also like these like silk flowy tops that are just not well let's factory let's, appropriate so- I, I will say Allie's is straight up not factory appropriate. It's, uh, I don't know, just like a maroon blouse. But let's go in a little deeper on AJ's. Courtney's, oh, oh, okay. Because it's also not culturally appropriate. She's wearing some sort of like s- sleeveless fa- faux Asian blouse with like chopsticks in her hair that I feel like. Oh, I missed that. You did? Maybe I was picking up on something that wasn't there, but it was very like. You know, like when you wore a fake, when it was like wearing a fake kimono-esque shirt was considered a part of fashion that maybe it shouldn't have been. It was mm-hmm. giving that vibe, which is mm. also very funny. She had, I think she had like a giant like pink necklace on it too. So silly. Um, mm. The But the dad uh, sends them off and he's like, you might even like working. And all three of them laugh, which I did love. <laughs> um, you know, try to behave, make a good impression, make me proud. Um, and they head to head to the factory where uh, they run to see Uncle Bob, their dad's business partner, who mm-hmm. is uh, very surprised to see them. He's like, oh, sorry, let me just finish typing mysteriously on my computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he t- he tells the girls that they're going because they were like, oh, we're like going to make copies and like do all and make coffee and do all this other stuff. And he's like, no, you girls are going to work on the factory floor. Yes, with Fran, the production lead, who's going to show him what's what. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they do kind of tell, like, they're telling Fran, you know, you don't really want us on the production line. Courtney's a star computer geek. If you need supplies, online shopping is her specialty. And Courtney's like, well, you know, Taylor's a math genius. She can figure out sale prices better than anybody. So we do know they have some skills. They are earned from spending money, but, <laughs> but you know. They're talented girls. But Fran is like, your father was very specific. He wants you on the production line. So we see them start on the production line. They're just initially stacking yogurt tubs and sorting them. 
And honestly, I was like, what are they contributing to this process? I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't <laughs> even tell you. Um, and they are, um, so a big thing I forgot to mention is they had to put on like these big white coats over their weird as hell outfits and also like some hair nets and Courtney's losing it at how Taylor looks. But the hair nets were not doing their jobs because like occasionally you would see like a little ringlet or like a little curl like come out. And I was like, ladies, safety first. Come on. No, not safety first. If your ringlets are as gorgeous as Ali Michalka's, you should allow them to be displayed. Do you know how gorgeous she is? Do you know how (laughs) gorgeous? This was in the era where an actress would not have curly hair and you'd simply believe she did. It was like the Taylor Swift curly hair where you're like, yeah, yeah, of course, that human being has curly hair that falls in perfectly curled like very, very obviously curling ironed ringlets. That was this was Allie's era of that. And you know what? Yes. It's gorgeous. And she was right to do oh it. Oh my and god. Okay. My girl shall not be held back by a hairnet, by by the FDA safety standards, by Oh my god. by the health inspector. <laughs> what health inspector would would this wouldn't hold up in court? <laughs> No health inspector on on this earth. Bring it back. Okay. okay. All right. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. All right. So they are, and like, Courtney is like, ha, you look ridiculous. I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to send it to hot boy Jackson Mead. And Taylor's like, no, no. And they start arguing over this flip phone. And in the struggle, it flies into a tub of yogurt. Oh. But they don't know which one. They don't know which one. They run to the guy at the end of the line and are like, we need to stop production. And he's like, well, we can't do that. They're like, there's a cell phone in the yogurt. And this guy tears them a new one. I think he like, like the actor got a little too into being mad about this yogurt. Because <laughs> he goes off. He's like, how could you be so careless and stupid? <laughs> wow. And like. Instead of being like, oh my God, we are being berated. Uh, Taylor's like, look, and he's like, you don't know which one it is. Are we supposed to just scrap the whole run? You know how much that'll cost? You know what these people are working for or whatever. And Taylor's like, I got this. Let me call Courtney. And she calls Courtney and the, the phone rings in the tub. They figure out which yogurt it is. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do about the four minutes of lost production time? And you know what? Our girl on the math, Taylor is like, hey, can you speed up the machine? He says, yes. She's like, then great. We'll go um, 15 seconds faster for the next 16 minutes. We'll make up your four minutes. Incredible. She loves math. She's smart. He's like, well, fine, but this yogurt's coming out of your pay. And that kind of sets um, sets up the vibe for how they're doing at this job. They next have to put lids on the yogurt and are also kind of fucking that up, which was surprising to me because that feels like the one job they should have gotten, right? You're putting a lid on a yogurt. <laughs> Right? Like, why did their containers have, like, spillage and, like, those tops did not look clean? And I was, like, oh, concerned. Yeah, and they kept, like, pulling off ones, like, if they accidentally put their hand in it, they'd be like, well, that one's not going to work. And there's just this pile of, like, 20-plus yogurts behind them that, where they've messed up, I guess? I don't know. Wasteful. Um, they A buzzer sounds, and, like, Courtney's like, thank God, the day's over, and Taylor's like, it's lunch. They go to the lunchroom and everyone is very clearly mad and annoyed about the production slowdown. And that's when we see their friend Heather's dad, Mr. Perez. This is like Mm -hmm. Courtney's best friend's dad. And he's the only person who's nice to them. And he's they're like, where's catering? He's like, you're going to have to get a vending machine sandwich, girls. 
Um, but he's like, he's so sweet. He's like, you know, thank you for inviting me to Cotillion. We're really excited to see you there. Um, so we do get the sense that Courtney is very sweet to these people she loves for what it's worth. Um, and she's like, well, I still don't have a date. When just then, who should walk by, Avery? French boy Philippe passes by. And might I say, this was one of my favorite lines of the movie. Uh, he's a he's a French exchange student, uh, Mr. Perez explains. And Taylor goes and tells Courtney, like, oh, you should go after him. And she goes, make up for this lousy lunch with having a French pastry for dessert. Ma'am! <laughs> you better believe I also typed out that whole line. <laughs> I was like, okay, I love it. I see what we're working with here. <laughs> like I said, the script is impeccable. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. At this lunch... This lunch is very different because this lunch also has what we like to call homemade jams. It's an idea that their dad had during lunch where like people can like sing and perform. And Mm -hmm. so we've got, you know, the employees fiddling and singing folk music, Um, which, okay. Uh, Let's not leave out that they're singing folk songs or country songs or whatever about yogurt. (laughs) Correct. Yes. It's always on theme. It's always about milking, farming, making the yogurt. It's always, you know, you know. And the girls are like, oh, like, we want to perform. And one of the workers was like, this is for real working people. It's better if you join the pretenders. You better believe it's that same bitch who called them stupid. Oh, my God. I hate this guy. He's so mean. And he gets, but it's just like, it's me. They didn't even say we want to be like the leads. They were like, we, we actually kind of have pretty good voices, which they do, as we all know. We listen to Allie and AJ. But it's like, we have good voices if you want to, like, if we could sing backup. It's not like they were like, let make us the stars. They were just like, initially they thought it was kind of goofy. And you see them start to like it. And it's like, they enjoy being a part of this thing. Mm-hmm. And are mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe we can, like, maybe we can contribute a little bit. So it's like, not even like they were overstepping or being, he was just being an asshole. Anyway, everyone's laughing at them. It's not very nice. Next up, they've moved on to blueberries. They're carrying pans of blueberries. And I do think this is probably in the trailer or one of the most like memorable visuals from the movie. Mm -hmm. But they are carrying these vats of blueberries. And, you know, uh, Courtney's like, you know, I wish they wouldn't all, they're, they're all just laughing at us and making fun of us and waiting for us to leave so they can talk about us. And Taylor's like, well, I guess we could work a little faster. So they, they like, Maybe we could try harder. And Courtney's like, okay. And they both start walking faster. But remember, they're in kitten heels. (laughs) So they're carrying these giant vats of like, I'd say blueberry syrup jam. It's not quite a jam. It's very liquidy. They immediately slip and drop blueberries all over themselves. And just then the end of day buzzer sounds. So nobody even has Mm -hmm. to help them. They all leave. The end of the day... We see all the employees getting paychecks and the girls think that like, oh, we get a paycheck for the day. And the guy is like, no, you no, ladies, like you got to work an entire week to get a paycheck. And they're like, oh, like <laughs> what? Melvin, you got to <laughs> I love Melvin, the, the accountant. <laughs> Melvin's so cute. I love him. We head out. We leave our last. Day. They did wash their clothes, by the way. They wash their clothes on their own and they're like, 
we're going to tell Corinne we washed our clothes. Um, but they, they start leaving and they run into Jackson on the way out. And he's like, what are, are you, are you slumming it? And Taylor's like, no, we've been working. <laughs> and she's like, I still have that check for your truck, by the way. You know, I can bring it by. Uh, and he's like, why don't I just come pick it up? She's like, no, I want to see how Martha the cow is doing. I'm winking right now. Avery can see it, but y'all can't. I want to see how Martha the cow is doing. Yeah. Let's go check up on Martha the cow. Anyway. Yeah, everyone's excited. Avery, what have we come to? Okay. So when we go home, uh, Courtney and Heather plan to go over to the Miller's house to invite their son but more importantly, they want to invite the cute exchange student, Philippe, to be Taylor, I mean, to be Courtney's date for the cotillion. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. They ask Taylor to join, but Taylor's like, I got plans. Yeah, you do, girl. You got to go see that cute boy, Jackson. No, you got to uh, go see Martha the cow. Keep it together. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. We're here for Martha. We're here for Martha. And cut to a scene, y'all. Cut to a scene where we cut to the Meads house. <laughs> And this is where we see a shirtless Jackson putting on spray deodorant. I was not ready. <laughs> Can I just say, I know this gave middle school girlies palpitations. Because I was like, is this appropriate for Disney Channel? A shirtless, not boy, man. <laughs> shirtless? He's got this six pack. It felt like, do you remember did you in Sleepover when you suddenly see that guy shirtless for no reason? And you're like, why are we being allowed to see this? We are but girls. We are but young lasses. (laughs) Listen, I wasn't ready. I I wasn't ready. And a nation of youths, a nation of girls wasn't ready. I promise you, the night this aired on the Disney Channel, awakenings were had across the country. (laughs) (laughs) Not just for the girls. For the young boys who learned something about themselves too. And that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. While this is happening, <laughs> we get Alan There's and nothing AJ's else on the happening rock. for the rest of the movie. This is all stop, I'm thinking stop, about. Stop. <laughs> uh, while this is playing, Allie and AJ's on the ride is playing in the background. Quality song. Mm-hmm. Um, but Taylor cut. We also cut to Taylor. She's at her home putting on mascara. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you noticed, Johan, when she was putting on mascara, I saw my girl yawn. I sure did see her yawn. <laughs> okay, I saw her yawn. And then we cut to Jackson at his home waiting with flowers at the table. He's waiting for our girl. But what has happened? She's never had to wake up at 5.30 a.m. before, and she fell asleep at 7 p.m. No. He throws the flowers in the trash. (laughs) No. It was so cute. He kept holding up different shirts he wanted to try on, and I do think part of that was to keep him shirtless for longer. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cut to our other girls, Courtney and Heather. Their plan goes swimmingly because mm-hmm. they go to Richie Miller's house and Richie Miller is golfing. I don't even know. But while that is happening, they go and invite Philippe to the cotillion. And Philippe is like in his interesting French accent, like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I should love to go to the dance with you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the exact performance, I would say. I abs- Jahan hit it right on the head. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to know I'm really bad at accents and I was trying for an actual French accent, which is how you know his was really bad. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. <laughs> They invite Philippe to the cotillion all as well. We see the alarm going off at 5.30 and Taylor realizes that she fell asleep and bailed on Jackson. <sighs> so distraught. The girls are also upset because it's the fact that they have to go back to work again. Two days in a row? It's not right. I know. <laughs> and then the girls go to the factory and we've got problems. We've got problems because all of the employees' checks bounce. <gasps> I know. And Melvin's Melvin's worried because he doesn't even trust computers. He's always done his books by hand. His books are unimpeachable. Yes. And so we go and find out Uncle Bob reports back that the company account is completely wiped out. And Uncle Bob says that Courtney and Taylor's dad must have done this. He must have taken all the money. Yeah, you know, he just took off and like, the girls are immediately like, he didn't do anything bad. And the thing is, the girls aren't the only ones who jumped to his defense. Every person working there is like, I've known Reed for 20 years. He'd never do this. Melvin's like, Reed Callum is a true humanitarian. <laughs> I love you, Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> and like, everybody knows he's amazing and he's taking care of all these people. So Bob is like, all right, before we throw out any accusations, I'll get on a plane and track him down. You're the one throwing out accusations, Bob. <laughs> what do you mean before I we know. throw um, I know. I know. And then uh, Courtney says, are we going to be poor? And Taylor's like, bite your tongue. Courtney's like, you know what? Before he leaves, we should tell Bob to tell daddy how much we believe in him. Mm-hmm. And they go to his office and they see the picture of the two of them that the dad gave him earlier in the movie is shattered and in the trash. No. Mm-hmm. Uncle and Bob then- is gone. He's gone. He's gone already. And suddenly Taylor's like, wait, what if it's Uncle Bob who's the crook? Because and they're and then it starts to add up because they know for sure their dad didn't take the money and he's the only possible suspect. So they decide to go tell Fran and her husband, Keith. They go to their house and they're like, we found this picture. We think Uncle Bob did it. And suddenly Mm -hmm. we start to get some details. Keith is like, well, Bob never got over missing out on that big bag of cash. Old man Ketchum wanted to buy the factory. Mm-hmm. And the dad didn't agree to it because it, he would have automated the factory and put all of those people out of work. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly we've got motive from Bob. Yeah, yeah. And the girls make pizza at Fran's house and it's very all cute. It's very cute. And you also just start to see like... They see how other people live, not just in that they make pizzas for themselves, but they make an extra pizza for an elderly neighbor because it's the neighborly thing to do. And they just see that they are witnessing people caring about people other than than themselves, which is nice. Yeah. Cut to Courtney and her bratty friends mm-hmm. are having a poolside chat with Sushi <laughs> at the table, um, talking about what to do about their budget. They don't want to budge on the getting an ice sculpture mm-hmm. they have to have the seafood appetizers i mean what can one do like we just have to have these things johan for the cotillion she, oh my god courtney suggests because courtney has promised her dad to stick to the 25k budget so she's like what if we get chicken instead of steak and lobster and she's like chickens 
tacky or something like that. Something wild where I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, they were like, this isn't a company dinner. And I was like, oh, help. (laughs) Um, And it's like, it's why are we even trying if we're not going to top last year's girls? Courtney's like, all right, give me the numbers. I'll see if Taylor can figure it out. And Taylor's looking at it and she can't. There's no way for it to cost less. And she's like, and Courtney's like, when did the world get so expensive? And Taylor, who seems to be having this realization a little faster, is like, I've got a feeling it's always been this way. We're just finally paying attention. And Courtney mm-hmm. has a perfect line. Whoever came up with that ignorance is bliss thing was really on to something. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor is starting to very quickly, and I'm not sure why, grow a conscience. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would not say that's happening for Courtney, but Taylor's like, with everything going on at the dairy and daddy being out of reach, doesn't it feel sort of on us to help out? No. <laughs> Courtney straight up says no. <laughs> but like, Taylor's like, people like Fran and Keith depend on dad for their whole life. And Courtney's like, I thought we were talking about my party problems. <laughs> Courtney is not going through the... um the moment that Taylor is, they're not on the same, speaking of being on a ride by Ali and AJ, they are not on the same ride. Hell. Okay. And it's into the rush now, isn't it? Because, like, whoa. Stop, stop. These chemicals are reacting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If I keep going, Avery's going to potentially break up with me. Stop. Too much, too much, too much. I got distracted again. (laughs) This is why these episodes are three hours long. Anyway, so what we find out is Taylor has this big idea where she's like, what if we use your party allowance to cover the dairy worker salaries? Mm. Mm. Noble. Y'all, Courtney gets heated. (laughs) Courtney ain't having it. Courtney says, it's easier for you to be so noble when you've already had a cotillion. And was like, the fact that you're asking me to take away my shine is unfair. She even says it's really mean of you to try. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mean. Um, and like, uh, Taylor's like, all right, it was it was just a suggestion, whatever. She, but she does think it, she's like, this is a family emergency. But like, you know, if the thing is, if Courtney can't contribute her share, all the girls are splitting that 25K, are each bringing 25K to the table, remember? If she can't contribute her share, how can she be a part of it? Taylor sees the check and remember, she still has to deal with Jackson. She tries calling him, but he won't talk to her. He's, he's, he refuses. Um, the next day, there's a company meeting in the lunchroom. Everyone's like freaking out. All the products they make are perishable, so they can't afford any kind of shutdown because as soon as you shut down, you're not selling yogurt. You're out of business. The yogurt business in this town is nonstop. Yep, 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 yep. Um, And everybody's like freaking out. They're like, well, you can't, they worked yesterday without pay, but how long can you expect us to work without pay? We can't live paycheck to paycheck, or we all live paycheck to paycheck this isn't going to work. Which I have a question because I'm like, if their dad is such a good boss, is he giving them livable wages? Why are they living from paycheck to paycheck? Listen, he said he'd keep the factory employed. He didn't say he'd keep them above minimum wage. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but he's oh, a prince. Are- Reed Callum is a true humanitarian. <laughs> but we're living paycheck to paycheck? Sounds like from- we need a union to me. <laughs> 
We're unionizing. <laughs> so um, Taylor is like, hey, Courtney, can you go grab my cell phone from the car? And mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm paying attention to this meeting. You're not. I just need it in case, you know, Jackson calls me and he accepts my apology. And, uh, you know, Courtney's like, fine, I'm so nice. Let me go do that. And at that point, turns out Taylor had a plan. Mm -hmm. She stands up in front of the crowd and is like, hey, I feel like I'd like to help. And this same, I'm pretty sure it's the same asshole who they have cast just to berate these girls. And they just like, again, tear her a new one where it's like, you and your sister are nothing but a pair of spoiled brats. What do you know about what we need? What do you know about any of this? And she's like, you're right about all of it, but maybe that's why I'm trying to change. And she's like, I think I might have a way to, you know, cover your salaries. And they, none of them trust her. They're like, why, why should we trust you? We have no reason to. And because she says she's trying to change, they're like, all right, all right, maybe we'll give her a chance. I wanted to say how much they roast the heck out of her. It's so long. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is funny. But then I was like, oh, these adults are like bullying this child because she really is trying to find solutions. And they're like, well, how are you going to come up with that money by selling your solid gold car, by auctioning your designer handbags? Like they go in on her and they say that, like, they don't trust her because they break their backs to support her lifestyle. It gets wild. Yeah. Like. And then they said that her and Courtney are nothing but a bunch of spoiled brats. I was like, sweet Jesus. I mean, they're not wrong, but like, help. They're not wrong. And for Taylor, I will say, I'm. we've seen Taylor grow so much over the course of like three scenes of this movie. And for her to say, after all that, like, you're right about all of it. I'm like, whoa, our girl yeah. learned fast. Yeah. Um, and but she says, you know, that's why I'm trying to change. And uh, she has a plan. Meanwhile, Courtney is telling Philippe, about the spotlight dance. <laughs> you should talk uh, like this the rest of the episode. <laughs> Into the rush now, you don't have to. <laughs> but yeah, she's like talking about how like it's a little embarrassing, but it's just the it's their cotillion. They dance with their dates in the spotlight and she hopes he's not embarrassed by that. But it's if he's OK with it, they're going to have to do a spotlight dance. And he's like, that's the beauty of being a foreigner. Everyone is a stranger. So who cares what they think? Oh, well. What is happening? Um, When she gets back with the phone, the meeting is over. But what's happening with Taylor? Taylor and Melvin are at the bank. And Taylor gets a cashier's check for $20,000. I didn't even know they write checks that big for people. But $20,000 and a cashier's check to give to the workers to cover their to cover their wages. When Courtney returns to the factory line, uh, Taylor's there and they're they start working again. And then Fran's like, thanks to the incredible generosity of Taylor Callum and Taylor's like, and also my sister, Courtney, you know, we're going to be able to pay you for whatever this cycle or whatever it is. I don't know. How much are they being paid if one $20,000 cashier's check can cover an entire factory of workers? This is what I'm saying, Jahan. Like... Union. Oh my god. But, like, what's gonna happen to the Callums if there's a union? Think about we Taylor better... and Courtney. <laughs> we better go sell those designer handbags. We are for the people. We are for the union. Workers' rights. Yes. 
<laughs> I, I do believe all those things, but it is very funny because I'm also rooting for these rich girls. <laughs> <gasps> and that's the duality of man. Anyway, my... <laughs> I can't look at you right now. I can't look at you. <laughs> um, but yes, Courtney is hearing all these people be like, thank you, Taylor. We're going to survive. I'm going to put my kids through college <laughs> or whatever it is they're saying. And Courtney starts to put it together and we see her follow Taylor out, like very upset. And Taylor's like, I told you, we can talk about it when we get home. We can't talk about it here. They get home and... Courtney knows what's up. She said, my party budget, my money. The only reason daddy put your name on the account is because you're better with money and banks. And it's just like, yeah, that is kind of fucked up, actually. <laughs> she did kind of steal her party money. Um, I support her choice, but she shouldn't have had access to that account. I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. Taylor says she like tries. She says that she's so sorry. And she she does apologize to Courtney. But also says that, you know, she feels like Courtney and Taylor, like Taylor feels that both of them have a sense of duty to that place. Mm -hmm. And Courtney's just like not having it, y'all. Like Mm -hmm. she is so pissed. And she's like, well, I guess this is what you wanted. So not everybody can remember your party and I won't have one. Like upset. Heated. It's very funny because every one of these arguments, it's like Taylor talking about people losing their houses and not being able to send their kids to college. And Courtney's like, and that's my problem? How? <laughs> yeah. It's very funny. You're doing great work, AJ Mashalka. <laughs> Courtney is done. She's like, I'm never speaking to you ever again. Taylor decides to go work things out with Jackson. She shows up to his home with a check. And he's like, I told you to put it in the mail. And she she explains. She's like, you know, I didn't mean to stand you up. I really, really want to be here. I was really excited, but I was so tired from work, I fell asleep. And he was like, honestly, I'm surprised your body didn't go into shock. And suddenly they're cool again. It's truly like two sentences and we're cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, you know, my truck's gonna be ready the day after tomorrow, but it doesn't matter what he's saying because suddenly, Taylor is crying. (laughs) Your girl's stressed. Our girl's going through it, y'all. She's like, my dad's company is broke. Half the people there think he did it. My sister thinks I'm an evil, devious witch. And you're the only person I can think of to talk to, which is maybe not as nice as she thinks it is. (laughs) Well, she says, she says what's worse is that the only person she can talk to is a person who thinks that she's a condescending spoiled brat. That's true. Yeah. But you know what? They don't have time to get into that, Avery. Mm-mm. Because Martha's having her calf. Come on, cow doulas. Get me to the bar. <laughs> I'll be honest. I went on a date with a doula last week and the word is really top of mind. <laughs> Ooh. That's for another episode. That's for another episode. <laughs> That's private. I don't know why you guys are all up in my business. Uh but yes, they the dad is like, Martha's having a baby. And they run off. They run towards the barn holding hands. And labor stopped. The dad's a little worried. Um, and you know what? Taylor has some ideas. She's like, I think she's distracted. And they're like, what are you talking about? She's like, that bull is there. She keeps looking over at him. I think she wants some privacy. And they're like, that's not how cows work. She's like, that's how women work or something like that. And this girl 
runs up and chews a bull like it's not like a huge dangerous animal. The bull leaves and she's like, now you can push your little baby out with some dignity. And you know what she does? Because Taylor is a cow whisperer. Did we think that they used like a real freshly born calf? Because that calf was wet and slimy. (laughs) I think they covered a calf with goo. Okay. (laughs) You think they (laughs) freaked? Straight from utero to <laughs> to cinema. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I didn't, I was thinking about that as I was watching. I was like, okay. They did a good job making that calf look slimy, which is why it's very fun and like endearing when you see Taylor give that cow a big old that calf a big old hug. Brand new yeah. baby. And we immediately cut to her wearing a different t-shirt and shorts because she's in your boy Jackson's clothes. Yeah, she's in Jackson's clothes, Jackson's jersey, Jackson's shorts. I love it. Uh, she looks really good in them. Yes, and she and Jackson are in a field holding hands. Holding hands. Holding hands, y'all. And wearing his clothes. Oh, it's racy. For 2006 decom, it's racy. It is. And y'all, they kiss in the field. This early into the film. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, what a day. What a day in history. Mm-mm-mm. So they kiss in the field at sunset. The next morning, Taylor wakes up. She goes into the bathroom and there's a note on the mirror that says, Corinne drove me to work. Forget I exist. Let's n- notice Ooh. that Courtney, in her effort to be a dick to her sister, is putting this poor woman through having to drive with someone to work at 5.30 a.m. What did Corinne do to deserve this? So at work, Taylor tries to go up to Courtney and Courtney's like furious, wants nothing to do with her. They're both working on the line again. She's like, you're not worthy to talk about my date, my dress. I want the date of my cotillion stricken from your memory. Forget the date July 10th exists. And then something starts beeping. Our our shitty boss, (laughs) that guy who's mean to them every chance he gets is like, that beeping means someone has to re- reset the expiration date. And she's like, I know, I know. So Courtney goes, and the expiration date was July 30th, and she has to reset it, which means it should be mm-hmm. past July 30th. Mm-hmm. But what she types in, because she's so mad, is July 10th. And mm-hmm. I will say, this is the thing I remember most about the movie. I knew this was coming, and I knew it was going to be real bad. <laughs> I was like, at some point, the expiration dates are on. <laughs> Oh no! I didn't know when it was coming, but I was worried. Everything that's going wrong, everything that could be going wrong is going wrong. Fran shows up and she's like, the silo refrigeration shut down. All the milk's gone bad. And Taylor's like, wasn't somebody in charge of that? And they were like, yeah, Bob. Because Bob fucked everybody over. Um, So they can't fill any of the orders they have on hand. They're going to just have to finish the cycle they're in and shut down. Taylor's like, maybe I can talk to Jackson Mead. You know, his dad's a dairy farmer. We can get the milk on credit, but Jackson's like, credit doesn't exist in this industry. It's a luxury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Courtney is trying to offer up her, these mean girls, $5,000. She's like, oh, maybe that's enough to contribute to Cotillion. But Sarah, the girl who's meanest is like, no way. Uh, I can't pull money out of thin air. You're out of the Cotillion. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everyone's having a terrible time. 
it's getting worse and worse. Uh, Courtney is like furious with Taylor, but Taylor's like, all these people are relying on this factory and they need this milk and we need money. Like she's like, Courtney's like, and that became my responsibility when? And Taylor's like, for once in your life, it might be nice to spend two seconds thinking about someone other than yourself. And Courtney's like, no, <laughs> why should I? I hate this place. I don't care. And she yep. basically quits. She walks out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to the scene where Taylor asks Jackson about, you know, potentially getting milk on credit. And Jackson says that he can't ask his dad that. Um, his dad can't take any more credit. Like, they're pretty much strapped as it is. Mm-hmm. Courtney goes to Heather's house, I guess, to, like, blow steam off and, like, talk about how horrible her sister's being. But we see Heather in her, like, living room and her mom is, like, making her dress, like, making mm-hmm. alterations. And Heather's, like, so embarrassed. And is like, Mom, oh, my gosh, like, Courtney's coming. And her mom was like, she's your friend. Like, what does it matter? Like, come on in, Courtney. Mm-hmm. Courtney's like, oh, I thought you bought your dress at some like boutique. Mm-hmm. And Heather's like, no, like it was too expensive. Like we couldn't afford it. And Courtney tries to be nice and is like, oh, I'm sure this one is like going to be better anyway. But then, you know, Heather gives her the real real and tells her, you know, that she feels like she's always having to be in competition with Courtney and that it's really hard, especially like because her family can't financially compete. Mm-hmm. And she tells Courtney, you know, you sometimes only think about yourself and yourself only. And this is a big realization for Courtney because she's like, oh, my sister just told me this. Now my best friend is telling me this. Like, (laughs) oh my goodness. She's like, am I really that bad? And I will say Heather is so sweet about telling this girl that she's she's spoiled as hell. She's like, why wouldn't you be? (laughs) Like, Like you have everything handed to you. And she's like, that doesn't mean, you know, I deserve to go around acting like some spoiled princess. Who am I? Sarah? That's the mean cotillion girl. Yeah. Um, and and Heather's like, no, Court, underneath you're a really good person, which is so sweet. Courtney, to her credit, is like, thanks, but I think it's time for me to do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. So Courtney goes back home and she talks to their housekeeper, Corinne, and she says that she wishes that her mom was still alive because her mom was usually the one that could settle a fight between her and Taylor. Mm-hmm. Then Corinne was like, oh, your mom was the best. And then doesn't she say something like, I'm going to go make her yogurt recipe? <laughs> well, you know, he's like, your dad always called her your, his secret weapon. But why is so funny? Because she had compassion and perspective. And it's like, the two things you girls need to learn in this movie. Compassion and perspective. <laughs> oh. um, but, you know, she knew better than anyone that her good life was just a happy accident. And now I'm going to go make some yogurt. Your mom's special recipe. What yep. What are these people doing to the yogurt? What's so special? I don't know. I'm about to go get a cup of body though, after this. Because this is... <laughs> Listen, it will take until 2022 to get the lactose intolerant representation we need in decons. <gasps> so I am sitting here. I am sitting here used and abused. <laughs> I am here in distress. I can't go get a Chobani, can I, Avery? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <gasps> Meanwhile, back at the factory, Taylor's still trying to find a way to like get this money to get this milk. And Taylor tries to sell her car back to Ralph, the one that like helped restore her car. He's like, hey, like, how much do you want the Mustang for? 
And Ralph was like, I really can't afford this. And she was like, how much you want for it? And he was like, I guess I'll take it for $9,000. And she's like, okay. And Ralph is like, what a steal. Because <laughs> that car is worth a lot more. Yeah. But she, she gives the money to Jackson to buy the milk. And she's like, this is a down payment because it's not, it's not the full amount. Mm-hmm. And so Taylor goes home and Courtney comes, you know, down the driveway being like, I heard you sold your car. And Taylor's like, yeah, you know, I rode the bus here. So <laughs> yeah, that happened. And Courtney's like, I don't even care about the party. They're still 1K short. Well, no, she, she so Courtney says there's still $5,000 in the party budget. Take that. Use it to get the milk. Yeah. But that's when Taylor's like, oh, yeah. Like, She's like, you know, those girls don't care about me. They just want my money. Why would I want to be a part of that? And Taylor's like proud of her. And she's like, but we're still $1,000 short. So what do we do? We go and return the cotillion dress. Still has the tags on it. So she wants the full refund, please. She gets it. Yeah. So we get the full refund to to pay the milk money. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Philippe calls after she Courtney has sold the dress to talk about practicing their spotlight dance and asks if she wants to go to dinner with the Millers, with him and the Millers, at the River City Country Club. And this is where Courtney has to tell him, you know, I'm actually no, I'm not part of the cotillion anymore. Like, we're not going to be able to do the spotlight dance. And Philippe is so sweet about it. Philippe is like, oh, that's okay. That's all the more reason for you to come to dinner with me tonight so we can make our own spotlight over at the country club. Oh, very sweet. And I feel like we need to acknowledge he is doing some insane dumbbell lifting this whole call. Like some of the moves oh, yeah. make no sense. He's, he's moving this dumbbell in any way the actor could think of. Forgot about that. Uh, it, it looks like a shake yeah. weight ad at times. Our, our sweet French prince doesn't care. He just wants to spend time with our girl, Courtney. So yeah, they go to they go to dinner at the country club. The Millers are like, loving it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we picked, we picked a good one. And we come to find out that Philippe is a really good dancer. They get on the dance floor. He says that he's been taking lessons since he was 10. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but then... Sarah shows up to the country club and she's like, uh, I thought you were poor. What are you doing at the country club? <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> and she's like, by the way, I left word for all the people on your list that they're uninvited from the cotillion. <gasps> oh, shoot. And another girl was like, it's just, you know, it was the only way to make up the budget deficit. And then Sarah's like, by the way, we fake cried to our dads for half an hour each and they're covering the rest of the party. We're getting everything we wanted. The only thing that's not going to be there is you. And well, she's like, well, I have dancing to do. And then she's like, twirl me, Philippe, twirl me. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. I loved it. <laughs> he twirls her away. Okay. Now, Avery, you're 16. You're home alone. Are you allowed to have a boy over without reporting it to anyone? Not in Felicia's household. Absolutely not. <laughs> but my girl Taylor, dad isn't home. He's in Ecuador it's a looking for story. a butterfly. <laughs> it's a different story over here. <laughs> because who comes a knocking but Jackson? 
to keep her company. You look so sad earlier. I thought you could use some company. <laughs> and also, mm-hmm. I heard your dad's dog. <laughs> so he comes inside. Meanwhile, Philippe and Courtney are still dancing, but now it's alone in the middle of a dark golf course. Both of these girls are making moves and getting moves made. It's all happening. It's all happening. Yes. And Philippe was like, why did you ever want to do cotillion with those mean girls? And Courtney says that, you know, there's a part th- a part of her that always wants to be like her sister. Mm-hmm. Philippe and Courtney are about to kiss. But then the sprinklers go off, which I think is cute. It's cute, so cute, cute. cute. I do wonder, you know, I didn't do any investigation into this. So it's just speculation. But I do wonder, is it like, because it was because Allie's younger and they're or AJ's younger and they like were like, well, Allie can have her kiss on t- on the big screen, but AJ's AJ's but a younger sister. Maybe, probably not. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I don't know. But let me tell you what's going on back at the house. Because <laughs> please do tell me. <laughs> because back at the house, Taylor and Jackson are watching a Jimmy Stewart movie and holding hands. Which honestly, this is the stuff that like Avery dates are made of. Like I would die to have a date like this currently. And I'll take you on one. Stop. uh watching a jimmy stewart black and white movie and holding hands peak and taylor's like oh i wish my dad were here and jackson's like but you don't mean right at this very second because if he was here i wouldn't have the nerve to do this and then he kisses her (laughs) y'all it was too much for me two kisses in one decom Help. What year is this? 2023? <laughs> I know. But then luckily my girl Corinne comes in and interrupts and is like popcorn with a giant bowl of popcorn. So, you know. Thank you for being the cock block we needed in this film, Corinne. It's not right what they let these teen girls do these days. <laughs> I see. Meanwhile, back at the factory. <laughs> Fran and Keith invite them to a party to celebrate surviving this wild wild week mm-hmm, um you mm-hmm, know they mm-hmm. so they go to this big old party where they're like we're still in business we couldn't have done it without the financial and moral support of the callum sisters and now tonight was supposed to be courtney's cotillion so we thought after everything you should at least get to have your spotlight dance she and philippe step up to dance do they get to dance avery no <laughs> Because uh, Ralph, the delivery driver, steps up, uh, runs up. He's like, there's an emergency. All of the current cycle is dated in such a way that they it, it all expires that day. So they can't, nobody will accept the deliveries. Why would they buy, why would their accounts buy like expired dairy? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's freaking out because they're like, we have to start a whole new run from scratch or lose at least 14 major accounts. And the girls are trying to problem solve. They're like, can't we change the lids? That's against FDA. You can't like reseal it. It's illegal. You can't, uh, nobody wants to buy it with the wrong date, even though it's a mistake. It's all got to be thrown out. And they're like, how could this happen? And Courtney realizes it was her. She was like, I set the date to today instead because I was so mad about you about the party. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. whole dairy is going to crash and burn because of me. But they're like, what if we started the whole entire run right now? We're all here. What if we all work through the night, work like double speed or whatever? It's like, even if everyone works, we're almost out of milk. And uh, Jackson's dad is like, well, I can I can help with that. And Jackson's like, no, we can't. We can't afford that. And he's like, well, we can't afford not to do it. 
if we lose their business, we have no one to sell milk to. Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> and even then, Ralph is like, we still need another 25 people to help. Because we got to like run yeah. the machines at full capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And Courtney's like, I know where we can get more volunteers. You guys get down to the dairy and get started. Taylor and I got this. Taylor, Jackson, and Courtney go to the country club. Why is this what she thinks will work? I don't know. <laughs> Let's go get youths who have never worked in a factory before to well, come help. All we've learned in this movie is that these girls could not do this. <laughs> it took weeks of learning and like eating crow for them to get to this point. Um, also, I love the pop punk band playing at the Cotillion. Okay. It was giving me... Green Day wannabe vibes. And I was like, yeah, we splurged. We went for the band and I'm glad we did. That was worth the 25000 <laughs> Okay. I'm glad I contributed. Uh, <laughs> um, and Courtney runs up to the stage, takes the mic from the singer after he's done with the song and is like, my dad's dairy is in trouble. And Sarah's like, we care? Why? She's like, you know, because we should, you should, because we're all part of the same community. A few days ago, I was like you. I didn't know. I didn't care. But I've learned stuff. That is exactly what she says. But I've learned stuff. Oh, help. <laughs> and she's like, you know, we're all so lucky, but just by, like, because of where we were born? That doesn't make any sense. And she's like, you know, it feels really good to help other people. And this does feel almost like a little decom, like, or a Disney Channel, like one of those, like, send it on videos where it's like, just hearing AJ Michalka say, yeah. It's an amazing rush to give back. I was like, oh, are we in the middle of one of our change songs? <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, there's more to life than all of this. And she and Sarah get in a fight for the mic and Sarah falls into the pool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. But they don't even pause to react because the dessert parade comes out. And so suddenly everyone's ignoring Sarah and Courtney because it's a dessert parade. Dang. It felt very, like, capital from the Hunger Games, you know, like, we love luxury, we don't care about <laughs> little people. Dang. Um, <laughs> so they show up to the factory and they're like, Fran, they're like, where are all your friends? And they're like, Fran, we couldn't get them. And Fran's like, well, then we have to shut it down. We didn't get the help we need. All right, tell everybody it's over. What happens, Avery? All of a sudden, just before they're about to shut it down, Dad comes! Dad comes, and not only just him, in a nice suit, by the way, but, like, with all the cotillion people and friends. And he explains that he came early because he didn't want to miss the cotillion. But when he got to the cotillion, the friends explained what was happening, and he was so confused. Imagine being in a place where you thought your child was going to be, and your child is not there. <laughs> right after you get back from Ecuador. <laughs> yeah, and so they explained what had happened. And they're like, let's, you know, we can do this. Let's get this show running. And all of a sudden, everyone is taking care of business. Now, Avery, do you say that because that song is playing? I do say that because a rendition of that song is playing. <laughs> We're in a montage, babies. <laughs> We're making Everybody is so working. much fucking yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> everyone is doing their part, doing their job. All of a sudden, all these people know what they're doing. We have no slip and falls. Everyone's working perfectly like a well-oiled machine, even though it took our girls weeks to get th to this point. But that's okay. Dad comes out and, you know, at the end of it all, and dad makes a speech about how they did it. 
He's like, as long as this factory is open, like everybody has a job. He celebrates the girls for coming through when they needed him most or when they needed it most. And, you know, before everybody goes to sleep and goes home, we all have to watch Courtney and Philippe to have their spotlight dance. Kind of worked on me. I said, this is sweet as hell because the the dairy band is playing again. Fran has some pipes all of the sudden. <laughs> <laughs> They're dancing in the light of a truck. Yeah. And uh, honestly, they started dancing and I said, well, I love this movie. <laughs> yep, yep. And then uh, Dad and Taylor are dancing until Jackson swoops in. You wouldn't let that boy swoop in if you knew what he was doing to your daughter yesterday. Kissing her. <laughs> Kissing her. <laughs> right in your home, under your roof. <laughs> Jackson is so dreamy. I can't help it. Oh, everyone's dancing. It's so wonderful. I am like, at this point, honestly proud of these girls where I was like, this movie worked on me too well. I, <laughs> I am just so proud of <laughs> these two girls. <laughs> OMG! They, they worked so hard. <laughs> they learned to care about people going for you were saying. Okay. I was going to say the next day, dad is in, back home in his office doing the calculations. Mm-hmm. And basically, he tells the girls, like, the money's gone. So it's basically like the factory has to start over. <laughs> um, but they'll, but they'll manage that they'll, they'll survive. The girls are going to have to give up the country club give up their shopping sprees. And you know what? Our girls have changed and they have shown so much growth because, you know, last time when they talked about cutting off money, they were like, oh, we're going to die. But no, they don't do that this time. Well, they're like, well, we can, Courtney, Courtney's not quite there. I mean, yeah, she does say, can we at least buy one pair of school shoes? (laughs) And the dad says, we'll see. And she whimpers. And I do think some of my favorite lines are, Taylor, uh, Ali, Michelle come saying things like, be strong, Court. I think it's, there's some silly throwaway lines like that that I really enjoyed. The next morning, it's very early, and Corinne's like, oh, where are the girls? And the dad's like, I shut off their alarms. I think they've earned a few days off. I don't want them, you know, having to wake up early today. <laughs> and he gets in the car and turns it on, and the girls pop up. I don't know why they would have been hiding in the dark. But he's like, wait, what's going on? I wasn't going to make you come in today. And they're like, if we're at the dairy, that's eight hours a day that we're not at the mall. These girls are in recovery <laughs> for a severe shopping addiction. <laughs> and friends, they all roll off back to the factory, mind you, in Dad's Jaguar. But they, <laughs> as we talk about cutting costs and all this other stuff, Dad rolls away in his Jaguar back to the factory to work. I, I, there's some loose ends here for me. Did the dad, did the dad see the butterfly? We don't even know. Will Ralph ever give that girl her car back? That's a good question. Are we gonna go and prosecute Uncle Bob? No, no, that's like a Bernie Madoff situation or whatever. Those people get away with shit. I guess Bernie didn't, but like, you know what I mean? No, he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, we only know because he didn't. But you know, like, I feel like, in all the shows and stuff, the people who embezzled get away. Scot-free. I mean, in my real life, too, the people who embezzle go away. But that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> we're going to have a doula podcast and we're going to have an embezzlement podcast. Keep up, people. 
<laughs> we can't do, we can't be everything to you on one pod. <gasps> okay. Okay. All right. Okay, Avery, I loved this one. I don't think I remembered how much I loved it till I was watching it. How'd you feel? I honestly had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I want to say, if I'm being fair, I don't think I saw this movie on Disney Channel when it first premiered. I saw it like years later. So this is only like my second time watching this movie and I enjoyed it wholeheartedly. Like had such a blast. I think I'm like, I obviously saw it because I remembered the expiration date thing so clearly, but I, I like, I don't remember much about it. I just like clearly like the expiration date thing stuck, stuck, stuck in my head. Yeah. But I, I don't really remember much about it other than that. And I think what like really I remember is, um, the on the ride music video that played when this movie was premiering because it showed clips of the film. And I swear that was like every commercial when the movie mm-hmm. was coming out. We just saw you on the ride. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I enjoyed it. You loved it. Do I dare make a transition? Mm-hmm. We want to know how Adam thought about it. Take us to Adam's corner. <laughs> I mean, this was one I had not seen before, although I'm sure I'd seen some of those commercials, of course, um, Ali and AJ being a staple of the Disney Channel and early 2000s music scene, even until, you know, now, I mean, like you said, you're going to see them in four days on tour, so. Yeah, do not besmirch their reputation. They are currently touring musicians every <laughs> I think this was, I, I, as a kid, this would have been one of those, you know, they call those one of those girl movies. So I wouldn't have seen it just based on that alone. And I think I got Aline AJ and Mary-Kate and Ashley mixed up. So that's, that's on me. I, I will come out and say that. But seeing this movie... <gasps> both of us in such deeply different ways but but can i say honestly adam i forgive you because in my notes at the end of the party scene i said this feels like an mkna movie i did say that in my notes i'll I'll allow it it. (laughs) did you say i'll allow it at the same time as me (laughs) yes I'm, i'm so sorry but it was one of those things where when i saw the movie you see the chemistry they have you see the physical comedic prowess you see the line delivery, you see the outfits, and it's just so quintessential and campy and, and incredible that we're, we're all here for it. That being said, as I said before we started, this was very hard to find uh, reviews for, but I will do my best attempt. I will start it with the most critical ones and then work to the more positive ones. <laughs> These are from IMDb from 2008 and 2006. This first one is called Dairy Barbies Grow a Social Conscience. Cowbells is a charming Disney Channel film starring real-life sisters Allison and Amanda playing a pair of rich sisters whose father, Jack, operates a dairy plant. They're not bad girls, but their widowed father spoils them to death. That's the other thing. Their mother, they don't say if she's dead or not or what happened to her, right? She's dead. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) It's a decom. She dead. <laughs> Do yourself a favor and skip this one from 2006. <gasps> so the same year as the movie. I watched this movie really late last night. And if usually if it's late, then I'm pretty forgiving in movies. Although I tried, I just could not stand this movie at all. It kept getting worse and worse as the movie went on. 
Although I know it's supposed to be a comedy, I didn't find it very funny. It was also especially unrealistic and jaded portrayal of rural life. In case that is what you think that country life is like, it's definitely not. I do agree that some of the guy cast members were cute, but the French guy was really fake. I do agree that it's tried to have a good lesson in the story, but overall my recommendation is that no one over 8 watch it. It's just too annoying. This movie was a stereotypical Disney movie with annoying characters and a shady script and plot. The two bratty main characters are very bothersome. It's dumb, obnoxiously unrealistic with bad role models. This is the last line that, that got me here. My cow-obsessed cousin was disappointed with a lack of cows, but he's the only idiot over age two that was expecting cows. <laughs> what? Got him. Fuck my cousin. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I will say they do have a lot of cows all over the promotional poster and photos and stuff. And there's only one. Well, I guess there's two cows. One cow, one calf. Um, I will say that was surprising lack of cows. But it's a dairy farm. Cows are ever present in the essence. In the essence. In the essence. <laughs> uh, this, this second to last one uh, is kind of one that comes to its defense. I found this after searching or scrolling through all of these negative reviews. I was like, does no one like, like this movie? I mean, it's literally Ali and AJ. I mean, okay. I'm convinced no one on this app, Letterboxd, knows how to have fun. Tell me why I go to the reviews expecting some funny one-liners and all I get are people saying this is the worst commentary on class structure and capitalism ever. And then this next sentence is in all caps. Dog, it's a Disney Channel original movie made in 2006. It's not about to be sorry to bother you or Parasite. Just have fun. Is that so hard? Anyway, they are wrong. This is a good commentary on working class struggles. It's easy to follow and the message is there, especially for 7 to 14 year olds who this movie is targeted at. Cancel me. I said what I said. One day letterbox reviewers will learn that movies can be okay slash good and serve their purpose without having to write think pieces on them. Anyways, stream Insomniac and Into the Rush by Ali and AJ. And this last... Go, <laughs> go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, preach. There you go. <laughs> I figured that that was at least one of you two in the letterbox comments. Uh, the last one is uh, one sentence. It says, we are Ali and AJ stands first and people second. And aren't we? <laughs> and aren't we? I want you to know, we're not called Ali and AJ stands. Their fans are called ampersands. Well, this person is not an ampersand in that case. Yeah, they're missing. It's because the symbol for the and in Ali and AJ is the ampersand. So we're ampersands. Oh. Oh, I didn't even know that. I did learn this at a concert. I was like, oh, <laughs> this can't be real. I think it's just a few fans who really leaned <laughs> Okay, I was about to say, who? <laughs> me. Uh, it's me. I'm the lead ampersand. <laughs> I will say this movie did make me feel very nostalgic of like when DCOMs had sisters together in movies. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking of like, oh, we really did have it all. Like we had t twitches and read it and weep and cowbells. Mm -hmm. Like we really were like, let's get the sister actresses and like, let's put them in movies. And I really enjoyed this. This was back to a simpler time and I loved I, it. I do love it. And I do love, obviously I love that they're still making music together, but I like, I feel like people don't cast them opposite each other anymore. They're always doing separate things and they're doing cool things yeah. as actresses. And we'll talk about that more in a second. But people aren't like, you know what I want? An Ali and AJ vehicle a film. Like, 
I think the only movie they've been in together recently was one they made themselves. <laughs> yeah. Although I did see on the Wikipedia, don't know how true it was, but apparently on May 10th, 2019, Ali and AJ revealed that they're working on a sequel for Cowbells. I saw that too. Listen, it's been four years. I'll ask them in four days what's going on when I see them. In okay, I was about to say, ask them, where is Cowbells 2? <laughs> the fans are waiting. <laughs> you guys keep releasing albums, but you're not releasing Cowbells 2? Okay. You do never see, like, it's hard to find, like, twin or sister slash brother-based comedies like this. Um, I'm trying to think of another example that would be something even remotely similar to this that came out in the last, like, 10 or so oh, years. the last 10 years, yeah. With siblings? Either like siblings or like a similarly aged duo hmm. that are like related or friends that like let's, kind of look let's alike. Let's get those Chalamet siblings in a in a feature together. Or the Skarsgård tribe. It seems like there's, there's more of them many. every day. Too many. I mean, too many. We can't deal with that. There's Nobody's <laughs> going to be able to follow the plot. Maybe Mary, Kate, and Ashley will come back and do something with Elizabeth. One can only dream. One can only dream. Um, do you remember how excited we all were when, was it Mary-Kate showed up in Beastly? Oh, I was so excited. That was a beautiful comeback in like, what, 20, 2009 or something? Yeah, yeah. God, gorgeous film. <laughs> Did we know that Cowbells was supposed to be based off of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie's The Simple Life? That doesn't surprise me, but I don't think, I wouldn't say I knew it. <laughs> I read it on the wiki but then also when I was telling my friends, I gave them a spoiler because they asked what we were recording. And I was like, oh, cowbells. And someone was like, oh, isn't that Decom's version of The Simple Life? And I was like, did everybody know this but me? Like, that's how they referenced it. <laughs> that's so interesting. I didn't know it as that. I mean, I feel a little silly that it didn't click before because obviously it was the same time period and The Simple yeah. Life was so popular. But um, no, I did not know that. Um, I, I, I know reviews are typically Adam's purview, but I did want to say I was looking at the reviews on the Wikipedia and this is a review of the DVD, so I won't like read the whole thing because it's more about like what's on the DVD and if you should buy it. But Ultimate Disney reviewed the DVD, say, you know, they're talking about cowbells, whatever. Like the milk in the movie, the bonus features are skim. That's all I want. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds like somebody has taken my shtick. <laughs> I feel like. I should be writing DVD reviews. Ah! <laughs> um, that's all. <laughs> Shall we talk cast? Let's talk cast. I would love to. This was a pr actually a pretty poppin' cast. Like, people were out here doing the things. Our girl Allie, we talked about, was in Phil of the Future. Oh, with Iconic. our boy, Raviv Ullman, then known as Ricky Ullman. Love it. Love it. We were in a little movie called Band Slam. Don't know if the viewers saw that. Some of us did. Um, we were in Easy A. Oh, that felt like a return for her, even though she had been acting that whole time. But when mm -hmm. I when I saw her in Easy A, I said, "Where have you been all my life?" <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She was really good in Easy A too. Like, she's, yeah, she was always great and like Phil of the Future, very cute. I think around the time of Easy A, we see her like kind of like step up as like very funny and very good at what she does correct yeah she was in cw's hellcats which only lasted one season and i've been meaning to actually watch this show and have not same and then she was a night zombie 
Yes, and I did watch a lot of iZombie, probably uniquely because of my crush on her. I can't think of any other reason I watched as much of it as I did. Mm. Y'all, mm. I do truly believe I am destined to marry Ali Michalka, and that's what we're wow. going to spend the rest of the episode talking about. Is she married to a man? Absolutely she is. Have they been together many years, married for eight? Absolutely they have. Why are you just now telling me that Ali's married? I didn't know that. They're both married. It's so fucked up. What? You think I... Listen, I wasn't even out in 2015 when she got married and I knew it was fucked up then <laughs> I had no idea that either of them were married why is this just now a discovery for you're me you're just learning the greatest tragedy of my life I don't know maybe you should be a better friend <laughs> wow whoa I'm so sorry <laughs> um you know I think AJ might not be married she's just in a very committed relationship I'm so sorry for the misinformation <laughs> Allie has been married since she was 27, though. Isn't that okay. so young? 26. Isn't that so young? Listen, people getting married, babies having babies. It's too much. It's too much. They had only been dating two years when they got married. Shit's crazy. Anyway, they seem very happy, but that's fucked, isn't it? Maybe, you know, she's on tour. She's away from her husband. She's feeling lonely. You better stop. I'm sure that husband loves her very much. Leave her marriage alone. (laughs) Adam has typed, there's always a chance. And you know what, Adam? Thank you for supporting me, even if Avery doesn't. Oh, my. Avery, you weren't there when I saw her in concert. First of all, they're constantly dressing so gay constantly dressing so so gay they do like a good vest combination (laughs) someone's always in red and someone's always in a vest and yeah but yes they i saw them in concert pre-pandemic and they were wearing just i ali michalka was in a neon gray green blazer and a bra and it changed (laughs) yeah wouldn't it yeah okay so anyway my wife returns to me this week Oh my god. Alright, focusing up as much as I can. This one's really... I've lost the plot a little on this episode, I'm so sorry. But focusing up, Ali and AJ are both actresses and singers. Obviously, we've talked a little bit about Ali's acting. Let's talk about AJ's acting, then we can jump over to their musical career a little bit. Yeah! Alright. AJ is credited as Amanda Michalka on this movie, which is really interesting because she's almost always either Amanda Joy or AJ. But this movie, Amanda Michalka. Who is that? I don't know that girl. I only know AJ. Um, I feel like initially AJ had the bigger acting career. Now I feel like they're both kind of similar levels. But there was a moment like post Disney where, you know, AJ was showing up in The Lovely Bones and Secretariat and Super 8. And it was like she was actually getting cast in like, not like huge roles, but in theatrical releases, which to be fair, around the same time we saw Allie killing it in Easy A. But I think there was just more happening for AJ at that time. I feel like she, I remember like Secretariat, there being so much press with her in it for some reason. Yeah, so she's doing great work. And she's like continued to act. She was in The Goldbergs and its spinoff series, Schooled, which didn't last very long. But she was also a lead in Shira, which is a hugely successful Netflix show. Um, like just a really big deal if you're a fan of animation. <laughs> so she was one of the two leads, which I think is really cool. Let's talk music. 
I just want to say that there were some of us who really loved No One from the Ice Princess soundtrack and listened to it on my little mini iPod <laughs> in middle school and like loved it. I I will say I I love the Ally and AJ music. I absolutely agree. Couldn't agree more. Um every every and so does Adam. Every time I uh go to an Ali and AJ concert or like I post something Ali and AJ related, which isn't like terribly often, but every time I do, I do kind of post this context, which is in the eighth grade, I was allowed, my brother got a new laptop for high school or whatever. So I was allowed to use his laptop, his old laptop, but I was only allowed to use it in the living room. So everyone knew what I was doing. So I had no privacy. So I would take the chair in the corner and turn and face the corner. So I had my own little office (laughs) and I would sit there and I would watch music videos and I had like five on repeat and it was like Chemicals React, Potential Breakup Song, a couple of Jonas Brothers songs. And I would just keep going back through them. I just like have such a visceral memory of sitting in a corner watching Potential Breakup Song and Chemicals React. I remember the weird little animation from that. I think it's the Chemicals React video. God, uh-huh, uh-huh. that is imprinted on my little 13, 14 year old heart. Like. It was just like, yeah. I would sit there in my corner and I would watch. And then the fifth song was <laughs> Dance Floor Anthem by Good Charlotte. <laughs> I had five music videos and I loved them with all my heart. <laughs> <gasps> but yeah, Ali and AJ, like, it's so funny because I do think I talk a little bit about how, like, a lot when I was younger, I kind of denied being girly. I denied liking things like this, but I could not deny Ali and AJ. <laughs> Allie and AJ were so cool. I loved their rendition of Walking on Sunshine. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They were just like, I don't know. They were just like a moment of, I don't know. I just loved them. I loved them. You know. And even the new music is good. The the song's gonna take me out. That song is good. That's on my car playlist a lot. Take me out. Mm -hmm. Oh, take me is a perfect song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Fans, if you're fans of us, you're going to be fans of that song. Go listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I really love their old music, obviously, and their new music. And their most famous song, without a doubt, is the iconic, the incredible Potential Breakup song. And just a couple of years ago, they release, re-released it because fans have always been like, why do they say I want my stuff back? So they re-released it as grown-ups with I want my shit back, which is so funny and so cool and really just for the fans because it's like were they really gonna say shit they were like 15 (laughs) yeah yeah but they did and it's badass (laughs) they gave us two cursings two new curse words in the song and it just like changed it it just grew up grew up like us and it was just like oh like (laughs) it opened doors yeah changed lives yeah they walked into that studio and said we're gonna make this I love when it ends up playing on my shuffle because I can always tell the difference between like the old version and the new version. Like the opening is just ever so different. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a cursing one. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to hear some some colorful language, kids. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think we could obviously talk about Allie and AJ forever, but we're never going to get through this episode if we do. Just know we love them. We think it's very goofy that they briefly changed their band name to 78 Violet. I'm glad they're Allie and AJ again. (laughs) Oh, hell. 
Are we going to talk about Jackson? Jackson Let's Mead? Jackson. AKA Michael Trevino? AKA Tyler Lockwood from The Vampire Diaries? So found out that Michael Trevino is actually four years older than Allie. And I definitely think it showed because I was like, is this man 16 or 17? I don't know. He looks a little bit older to me. Mm-hmm. And that's because he was 21. <laughs> yeah. And it kind of showed. And I feel uh, a little bit better about how much how long we talked about him shirtless now. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, Vampire Diaries and the Originals, mm-hmm. a recurring cast member. He now plays in Roswell, New Mexico, which is a show I do not watch. But Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's one of our CW boys. You know, I, the CW loves to keep someone and cir- cycle them through their shows. And I think that's good work, good uh, business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what he's up to. Still cute. Still- Did you... Avery's been watching The Mentalist. Did you see him in season one, episode 19? Did I see him in season one, episode 19? Listen, you must oh, have. Oh, I must have. <laughs> I must have. For those who don't know, I'm re-watching The Mentalist at this time. Came over I to my am... house specifically to talk oh. to my parents about it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is this is correct. <laughs> we got to talk about Fred John. So, you know. It's very funny because my mom does not remember very much of the show from a decade ago, but she was finding enough in her brain to keep going with Avery, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I don't know who Michael Trevino is. He could walk into this room right now, and I'd still probably not know who he was. Stop! I, again, I thought the Now You See Me boy was going to be this guy, and instead it was this guy, and I'll say it. I think they're both cute, but this guy? I was like, oh my God, this man's so much hotter than I was expecting. It yeah. Was, they really pulled out all the stops for Allie's romantic lead in this one. Yeah. I think that's also why I feel like this felt a little bit more like a Mary-Kate Nashley movie. Because I was like, oh, this feels like teen. You know what? I actually, I totally forgot. I also thought of a Mary-Kate Nashley movie while watching it because I was like, the French love interest that doesn't sound French, who's just kind of like, there's always like that second handsome love interest for the other sister. Uh-huh. That felt very Mary-Kate and Ashley to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to talk about Heather. Oh, sure, yes, yes. I was like, why does this girl look so familiar? Like, why do I know her? And I'm like, oh, because she was in Walking Dead. Oh, because she plays Selena and the Netflix Selena series, which I still haven't seen. It's on my queue. Oh, I didn't know that existed. But I'm like, oh, she's actually in things that like I know. I didn't watch Ned Declassified School Guide to Survival, but she was also in that too. Oh, that's where I recognize her from. Yeah. <laughs> she's Susie Crabgrass. Yeah. Like, this woman has like been acting forever. That's so funny. That's the girl Ned has a crush on. <laughs> Yeah. I will say being a working CW actor like Michael Trevino, or obviously this girl's doing way more, but either of those, like, that is huge for a DCOM star, I'd say, comparatively. Like, we're not talking Ali and AJ, who are a presence across multiple industries. But, like, this is, like, a pretty, like, I, I, I know I say this a lot, but this is a pretty stacked cast in terms of, like, how much they all have. Like, how much yeah. they all are still working, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the dad, too, um, played by Jack Coleman. I was like, his face is a face I've seen before. And sure enough. So recognizable. Yeah. When I went to IMDb, I was like, oh, he played a suspect in Criminal Minds. He was at Scandal. He played like the vice president. That's where I knew him from. 
He played the vice president's like closeted husband. And then he too was in the mentalist. I was like, oh, okay. And he also played a role in the vampire diary. So like this man has been everywhere and has been doing all the things. Yeah, he. it's so funny because I absolutely did recognize him from being the closeted husband in Scandal. I was like, why do mm-hmm. I know this man's face? And that is obviously what it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's all over the place. We got to talk about Fran. <gasps> tell me about Fran. Because I, I would love know. to tell you about Fran. You know how I told you she had them pipes? That's because she is an actress and singer. And what? Per, per Wikipedia, she is one of Can- Canada, Canada's most honored actors. What? She's won awards in film and TV and theater. Of course, none of these awards mean anything to me because they are not Oscars and Tonys. But they are a big deal in Canada. <laughs> The Genie okay, Awards, okay. the Gemini Awards, the Actress. I don't know if these are a big deal, but Wikipedia says she is one of the most honored actors wow. in Canada. Canadian and they had her as a floor manager and cowbells? Interesting. Well, she really crushed it. So, yes, they did. Okay. I think she does a lot of voiceover, too. She's all over the place. She's so busy. She was in Women Talking that just came out last year. Wasn't that a big Oscars movie? Yeah, I do need to see that. I'm not going to, but... If you see her, tell her I said hi. Okay. (laughs) I'm very busy with DCOMs. I don't have time to be sad. (gasps) Clearly. She was in Zombies 3, which we haven't gotten to Zombies 1 and 2 yet, but your girl is going to show up in another DCOM one day. Okay. So we're going to see her quite a bit, actually. Okay. Amazing. She's a star. I feel like that's all I really wanted to talk about with cast. I, I felt like this movie was decom but also a little more grown up a little more mature grown up for a 2006 decom because i i would be interested we're hopefully going to watch this soon there's been some debate about whether the prom pact is a decom or not wikipedia does claim it's a decom even though it was meant to be a disney plus movie similarly this okay. um but my friends have watched the prom pact and said it seems very racy for a decom with some of Whoa. the things they say and I think it's funny because this is like that version, 2006's version of that. You're going to show us a shirtless man for a full 15 seconds? Me? <gasps> like, too much. what was I thinking? Like, I don't even remember. I must have repressed it because 13-year-old me seeing that, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. Wow. Were you wow. ready, Avery? I mean, I wasn't ready now and I was 30. So do with that as you will. <laughs> um, I had... Truly the time of my life. I just, I think it's so fun. I think it's so sweet. I always think about this and Material Girls with Haley and Hilary Duff in the same kind of moment. Yes, yes. But I don't remember Material Girls, whereas I have such a distinct memories of moments in this, mostly about the expiration date, mostly about the blueberries. And there's, this one's obviously, I don't remember Material Girls, but this one's very silly, very slapstick, very decom, and it's a lot of fun. And I think even though Hilary Duff is a phenomenal performer and an all-time great, and I will never hear a word against her. I think as a sister pair, Ali and AJ might be stronger actors together than I'm saying Haley's holding you back. Whoa, whoa. Only in material. Strike that from the record. That is our godson's aunt. How dare you? Okay, I strike it from the record. I strike it from the record. (laughs) Don't get us uninvited to the birthday parties. Avery, if I can't talk shit about anyone, how are we ever supposed to have a podcast? 
I insult one 12 year old's acting one time and now I'm being restrained. <laughs> I can't operate under these conditions. <laughs> so sweet. I love sisters. I love love. Yeah. I love Ali Michalka specifically. Call me. Um, if you want to email us, you know what? Ali, if you have a crush on me, boy oh boy, do I have an email for you. Because we ask our listeners every episode <laughs> to email us at supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com if they have a crush. So if you're uh-huh. Allie, hit me up. I'll send you my number through that because I don't want to say it on the podcast. That'd be embarrassing. <laughs> All six listeners do probably have my phone number. <laughs> I was about to say, do they have it already? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sabrina, Carrie, you got my number? <laughs> Hey, maybe some of Avery's friends don't have my number. You hey, know Chelsea. what? You're right. You're right. I'll tell Chelsea and Jessica to get your number from the pod. <laughs> too much. Too much. I'm having the greatest time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can email us there at supernovagirls2049 at gmail.com. You can find us at From A to Xenon on Twitter. You can mm-hmm. find me at Jehan413 and... Adam at the podcast Adam across all platforms and Avery. I'm at Camille says 36. Happy 40th birthday, Disney Channel. Absolutely. Happy 40th birthday, Disney Channel. Oh, all right, that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Just a little more cowbell.